Sunny Live at the Sharjah Children's Reading Festival. Excitement all around on our, we are on the eighth day, right? I keep losing count. Day eight, you're, you're day correct. Day eight of the Sharjah Children's Reading Festival. It's uh, nearing the end, but our excitement has not ended right here as we are introducing Kevin Sherry. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great having you here. Actually. All right. We're, we love your energy. We've been <laughs> seeing you, like talking to you earlier. It's super exciting to have you here. Great. Now, what we've seen, I've uh, read through your biography and we've learned that you are, well, you've studied art. And that is actually yes. very interesting. I mean, obviously, you think that usually when somebody becomes an illustrator, they might have some art background. But we've seen, like, we've been talking to a lot of um, illustrators and authors, mostly, nearly all of them, actually, have said that they have had no art background in any way, whether it's <laughs> no formal background. And they just go ahead, you know, just go with the flow. So at what point, while you were doing your bachelor's or you're just, you know, just doing art, did you realize that I'm going to go into children's illustration? <laughs> well, I'm sure all those uh, uh, people who you talk to, I, I bet their parents were very pleased <laughs> that they did not go to art school. But, uh, you know, in America, there are a bunch of really great art schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I wanted to be an artist. Um, so I went to a really good art school here on the, uh, on the not here, but uh, in America, on mm-hmm. the East Coast, mm-hmm. uh, in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great place for an artist to start out. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew I wanted to do narrative uh, s- storytelling. Yeah. But I kind of thought I would be like an, an uh, underground comic book artist for adults. Mm-hmm. Kind of like... R. Crumb or Chris Ware or like one of those adult comic yeah. book artists. Because mm-hmm. in a weird way, now it's sort of like the trending thing. You know, adult comic series are being adapted in Amazon, Netflix. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a big thing now. Yeah, yeah. Like those kind of graphic novels for adults. That's that's kind of what I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. But my stuff was so cute. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like too cute. Mm-hmm. And then um, I didn't exactly go right into children's book illustration. It's a hard uh, in America. It's 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 a hard and everywhere. It's it's a hard thing to get into. Very competitive. Yeah. Very competitive. Mm-hmm. I but so when I um, when I graduated college in Baltimore, uh, a lot of the artists who graduate art school they immediately move to New York City. Okay, because they, they have that romantic idea. Oh, New York City. I'm an artist in New York the City. The land of big dreams. Yeah. Right. But, like, you can't, an artist can't afford an apartment in New York City. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You'd have to work, like, two, three jobs. And then when do you have time to make your artwork? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been there a couple of times. It's, it's, I mean, I can't even afford pizza, let alone try to live It's there. a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I go there, but then when I'm leaving, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> But so I did not want to do that. I didn't want to, when I graduated, uh, I did not want to go to New York and waste all my money and all my time. Mm -hmm. So I stayed in in Baltimore because that is a cheap city to live in. And I lived in a warehouse, an old uh, abandoned uh, suit factory. Wow. Uh, We had to literally move these antique uh, sewing machines out of the way. Mm -hmm. And we just made like particle board walls and I lived with, uh, you know, as few as five people, but as many as nine people. Oh, wow. And I lived there through all-out art school, and we just, you know, mattresses on the floor. But but so much creative stuff was mm-hmm. happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were making art all the time. We were talking about it. We, we always had eyes to say, oh, maybe you could do this to make it better. It was such a, it was such a creative environment. And in that environment, I learned how to screen print. 
uh, like silk screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I would, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot, also living in a warehouse, there was a lot of rock and roll bands and punk bands and stuff, and they need t-shirts to sell. Hmm. So I would design and make band t-shirts. Wow. Lots of band t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a business, like a, a person who went to business school who I was friends with. Mm-hmm. So he graduated around the same time that I did. So he said like, you know, don't move to New York. He said, let's start a business here where it's cheap. Yeah. Okay. So then I started my own uh, screen printed t-shirt business mm-hmm. that had my own like cute designs on them, like a little deer like little bear or, you know, whatever cute animal. I love animals. Yeah. Okay. I love cute animals. So most of my shirts had cute animals and squids. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty famous for drawing a lot of squids. Mm-hmm. So a lot, my business was called Squid Fire. Ooh, I love that. And we had, we had all the equipment. We had a six color four shirt press. We had a conveyor belt, a dryer. And, and we would do, you know, we would do like, you know, Robert's, electrician shirts or like the local little sports teams, you know, Mm -hmm. the little, but that, so that would make us money doing just commercial stuff for local businesses. So you managed to capitalize on several niches in Baltimore itself, you know, because, Mm. you know, like you say, New York is usually that land of opportunity, but that doesn't mean there's no opportunities elsewhere. Right. And it seems like you found that exactly at Baltimore. Yeah. 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 Um, And uh, so I had so we would do all those other shirts, the commissions for businesses. But mm-hmm. then I had my own designs on some, and that was like my design line. Mm-hmm. And we would we would go, we would put all like hundreds, maybe a thousand shirts in my station wagon, mm-hmm. and then go drive up and down the east coast of America, wow. setting up tables. Mm-hmm. We would set them up in New York, but then we would go back to Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> we would go to Chicago. We would go to Washington, D.C. We would go to Philadelphia because there were these things called like DIY craft fairs, mm-hmm. meaning like do-it-yourself craft fairs. Yeah. And people would like, this person would be like, they made their own soap, and then this person made their own jewelry, and then like, I made my own shirts. So... I was, uh, so I had that business for like seven years, uh, mm-hmm. and I, it was at one of the, uh, uh, those DIY craft festivals in New York City, and one of the, uh, one of the uh, senior editors for Penguin Books mm-hmm. was just walking around. And wow. I didn't know. Sort of like a talent count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know who she was, but she bought a bunch of my shirts, and even a couple of my photocopied little comics. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And on Monday, she emailed me and she said, I saw your work at this craft fair. Mm -hmm. Do you want to write a children's book? And the rest is history. Uh, Yeah, the rest is history. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And uh, you feel like writing for children's book became sort of um, almost like an epiphany of some kind, you know, because maybe for a long time the the shirt business is maybe a a way to make income, but children's book maybe was something a little bit more personal, like you felt like you had something to prove? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like... um it was like the big time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as far as like, you know, I wanted to be a, a writer for adults. Yeah. But there's something more pure about writing for children. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I've come to believe something like working with children over the year that if you really want to change the future, you work with children. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. Teenagers, adults, they got their mm-hmm. own ideas. Yeah. I don't know, you know, if you're going to change their minds. But 
if you can get the right idea to the to a child at the right moment in their life, mm-hmm. then you can change the world. You can change who that kid is. You Absolutely, know? yes. And, and and it just became a really really good fit. And since you say that it's a very good fit, um, you mentioned that some of your illustrations were kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that, or at least do you see yourself that your you adapted your art to become more child-friendly or was your art already just perfect for kids just by coincidence? <laughs> well, I tell, this is, this is something I, I, I t- tell every school that mm. I love cute stuff, but I also love creepy stuff. Mm. And when I say I like creepy stuff, all the little kids are like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> creepy stuff. So I think it's that combination of cute and creepy mm-hmm. and I kind of mix it like my stuff is very cute, yeah. but there's like a touch of creepiness in it. A little subtlety to it. Yeah, it's like, hey, does that does that animal have too many teeth, or like, mm-hmm. or like, it, it, just like little things in it make it kind of cracked. So yeah. uh, kids, if it was too cute, kids are like, Ooh, you know, yawning yeah. and like we've seen cute before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's a little weird and cute, mm-hmm. that's that is another one of my little niches that I've found. That's amazing. I love that. Uh, and, and speaking of capitalizing on children, we know that TikTok is a really big platform for that. I know a lot of young audience uh, jump into that platform. Uh, I found out that you have a TikTok account. <laughs> and I, w- I wanted to ask you, uh, what is sort of like for an il- a children's author, an illustrator, uh, the potential of promoting your work on TikTok? Uh, well, that is kind of a complicated question. Yeah. TikTok is for adults. Uh, I know that a lot of kids have it, but and so that's why I got the TikTok thing. So I, I downloaded the app, but all I saw on it was terribly dark stuff. It's a lot of um, uh, inappropriate dancing, yeah. a lot of um, a lot of awful stuff. People really at their worst. Yeah. And I um, I even like I even like hired this TikTok consultant, and we worked together, and we developed a game plan, but. I don't, in America, I don't know if there's any of my age group of kids on it. My, like, bread box of the kids I'm trying to speak to are third grade, about 10 years old. Mm. 9, 10, 11, maybe, like, 12-year-olds who didn't like to read or maybe, like, a really, really smart 7 or 8-year-old. Mm. But, like, 9, 10, that's my bread box. Yeah. And I, I was talking about this with my agent. I was talking about this with my publisher. We don't know if there's... It hasn't been proven that nine, ten-year-olds are on TikTok. TikTok so yeah. you have to market mm-hmm. to their parents, yes. right? Yeah. But I, I do really well when a kid chooses a, a book. Mm-hmm. When kids have the choice, they choose my book a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, with what I'm doing right now, I'm not necessarily marketing to parents. Um, also, so I hired this TikTok marketer, and she demanded to be paid in Bitcoin. And I was oh, like, okay. I was like, okay, that's a little weird, but you know, like all this, like uh, all this stuff is going on now. So I'm, yeah, you know, I'm starting a TikTok account. I guess I'll pay for it in Bitcoin. So mm-hmm. I paid like, and she came up this amazing, uh, you know, schedule. And as soon as I paid her the Bitcoin, she ghosted. So uh, I was kind of risky. I was a a little bit disillusioned by that, and then Mm -hmm. I like my. um, It's just too brutal TikTok. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Instagram. People are generally showing their best side on Instagram. Yeah. And I like to show my best side. Mm -hmm. Um, 
especially with my books. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I've been. Do I, I decided, you know, getting off TikTok was actually a revelatory experience for All me. Right, that's good. Because I was like, actually, don't don't try to do every single new thing. Yeah. Do what you do the best and see where it, it applies to the technology. If mm -hmm. I, because like, yeah, if I don't stay with the technology, I'm gonna become obsolete. But that doesn't mean I have to get on every single app. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still do pretty well on Instagram. And for me, I'd rather not see the stuff on TikTok. So I'm just not going to do it. That's an interesting perspective. And, and mm -hmm. one that I, I feel like I needed to hear, uh, especially for creators out there like yourself. Um, one more uh, question I wanted to ask, because you do a little puppeteering as oh, yeah. well. Yeah, that's me. And uh, I wanted to ask you, like, how did he, because, you, you know, you've been doing screen printing. Where yeah. did puppeteering kind of fit in all of that? It kind of fit in because um, when I lived in the warehouse, uh, you know, the, the old suit factory, it was, called mm -hmm. the, it was called the copycat building. But yeah. when I lived in the copycat building, most of my friends were in cool punk bands. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they would play shows at different places around. But I, like, never quite fit into a band. You know, like, I, I play acoustic guitar. That's not punk. Uh, you know, and, and just, I'm not a drummer. Like, I, I'm not necessarily a singer. Mm -hmm. I, I sing for children, but, like, I, I, would, I wouldn't, like, say, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a singer in a, in a band. So, um, um, but we have this great puppet theater in Baltimore called the Black Cherry Puppet Theater. Mm -hmm. And I would go see their puppet shows all the time. They're called Puppet Slams. Do you know like a poetry yeah. slam? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a puppet slam. It's people make shows just for this thing. Mm -hmm. And then they perform like a five to ten minute short puppet show. So I would go to these things. I would go every time they had it. And they, uh, the people who ran the puppet theater knew I was an artist. And every show they said, please, we don't care if you don't think you're a puppeteer, get up here and start doing it. Just try. Yeah. So basically, I was like, yeah. And, and, and puppeteering became my outlet for performing. Because mm -hmm. like, I did have that, I, I did want to perform. I just like wasn't a, in a band. Mm -hmm. But then like making my own puppets, writing the show, mm -hmm. and performing it live became that same rush of performing in a band. And then... Like, for probably the next 12, you know, years, I did a show there every three months. Wow. And they still invite me every time. I do it when I can. I did the last one. Um, but, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm writing a lot of children's books. They're very proud of me. Um, but that's, that's how I got started. You know, uh, Kevin Sherry, you are a man of many talents. <laughs> and uh, to anybody who's interested to see uh, more of him personally, he's going to have a Author Meets Children workshop later today at 7.45. Is there anything unique that you're doing for this uh, for this meetup? Oh, uh, people don't need to bring anything. It's going to be a performance. Okay. I'm going to start off singing uh, with some of my puppets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about my books and my influences. It's really fun. Hmm. Uh, and then I, I bring my other pup, my, my dancing raccoon marionette wow. and i put on some uh, uh, some jock jams and we dance with the puppet um it's really fun you, right. you don't you don't have to do anything and you just, just come to, and enjoy just yeah. come and enjoy yeah right, I'm, that's I'm, awesome. I'm an entertainer so i'd love to see you there okay you mentioned uh, your puppet it's a raccoon do, do they have names or do they have yeah 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 well I, i'm wearing a big blue bear head and his name is brain bear mm -hmm. uh and he tells bear jokes um for example uh what kind of bear got caught in the rain what? how about 
How about this? What kind of bear got caught in the rain? Um, uh, I don't know. How about this? A drizzly bear. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're people that love puns, and we do it sometimes on the show unapologetically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> uh, uh, what kind of, what kind of, since we're on the radio, uh, okay. what kind of bear makes all the girls scream? An unbearable one. <laughs> yeah? Oh, can I use that? Go ahead. Okay, I'm jotting it down right now. Um, uh, here it is. Though. Uh, what kind of bear makes all the girls scream? How about this? Justin B. Bear. Oh. That's a oh. really good one. Oh. Right. Right. Bear- I might have to steal that one from you. Do you mean good or do you mean terrible? No. It's, it's <laughs> no, no, no. We, again, Mikhail said, we love our puns here. And as you can see, I just lost it. I just love puns. <laughs> Tally, we're kind of unapologetic about it. So there's actual highlights where sometimes I make the dumbest puns. And she just she winds up cracking up about it. It's We love it. And uh, really, we love you, Kevin. It's an absolute honor having you here at the festival. This is probably the first time you're here in Sharjah as well. It is such a... A great honor for me to be here. I'm so thankful to be here. It is my first time in Sharjah. I am blown away. Everyone has been so incredibly nice to me. There's such grand things all around to see. Uh, I forgot my sunglasses when I was walking around this morning, so my my eyes started tearing (laughs) from the bright, bright sun, and then I had to go back and... uh, get ready for the show tonight but um, yeah. I'm going to definitely explore more of the area and anybody who wants to explore more about Kevin Cherry please join his uh, workshop later today at 7:45. puppeteering singing his books and so much more Kevin Cherry it's been an absolute pleasure and honor having you here on the show mm-hmm. and uh, we hope to see you again in future festivals as well awesome thank you 7:45. come on out all right love awesome. to see you Kevin Cherry. All right, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but coming up next, we have another group of authors who's going to tell us about the art of nostalgic books. I'll learn about that and so much more right here on the Afternoon Cutout.